Okay, who wants to, uh... Well, this uh, 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 Romeo, uh, 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 here. Here, Romeo, you got the uh, the mouse. Okay, good evening, gentlemen. We continue the Marna Vuchim. We're still in the Psicha, and we were discussing uh, the uh, godly knowledge, which is something you cannot impart even to one person, and um, and we only can expose a little bit of the truth, so to speak, of the major points. So he continues and says, "Vidai, you should know, ki ha'inyonim hativim." Okay, let's talk about the physical world, the world of physics, the real physics. Gam kein iyevshe legalosam belamik tzas hashalosayim kvima shehem beveir. It's also not possible to um, explain this fully as one would like to, the principles to be explained. Ukvar yadata, and you already know, Amram, the statement of the rabbis in Chagiga, when it said we don't discuss the Masa Merkava even with one, it continues and says, B'masa Breshis, we're talking about the creation of the world, B'shnaim, you don't uh, teach it uh, with two. Okay, now, let's think about this. V'ilu be'er shum adam and yonim hem kulam b'sefer, some would explain all these laws of physics in a book. What would that tantamount be? Yeah, It's like he's giving a drush in front of thousands of people, so you can't get around that. You want to just it's a it's printed. It's open to the public. Now, for these uh, reasons, we understand. These concepts were brought. It was written, uh, it was brought down in books of prophecy, also with parables. And not only in the Nevi'im, and this was the point, Mark, that we alluded to yesterday. And the rabbis in the Gemara, in the Medrash, they also spoke with riddles and parables. To go after the way of the earlier books as well of the Torah, uh, where they talked about uh, natural physics and w- in ways of Mishalim, as we shall soon see. Why? Because there's a great connection between divine chachma about the metaphysical and the masabereshis, as we'll say later on. That they are they border one borders onto the other as we'll see in a minute. Because it really is part of the metaphysical secrets of Hashem. So what he has concluded to this point right now is there's certain wisdoms that are really hard. Okay, starting with metaphysical realities, Maisa Merkava, that is just you don't teach to anybody. Okay. So that's a very hard thing. And now we're dealing with even the physical world, the regular laws of physics, specifically the first six days of creation where physics was created. This is not for the public. And this is a, a very difficult type of wisdom that borders on divine wisdom for obvious reasons. <laughs> the obvious reason, if you believe that God created the world, so God is the metaphysical reality. So how did the physical reality come, if not from the metaphysical reality? And 
if you are a secular scientist and you don't believe in God, mm-hmm. you've got some serious problems of trying to figure out what is the source of this world and the source of all physics. If you're a believing Jew and it minimally you believe that God created the world, so you're dealing with a metaphysical reality that created a physical reality, and there has to be a connection between that metaphysical reality and the physical reality, and that's something beyond our normal brain system can fathom. Okay, that's what that's what he's telling us in, in these two points over here, and therefore. Um, the low talk show, and you should not think. One second, so I want to make sure I'm not skipping anything. Okay. Don't think that these deep, awesome secrets are known completely to any one of us. Okay, not so. Now he says a very interesting idea. It means including himself. He is saying, I'm the first to admit, I don't under, I understand a lot, but I don't understand it completely. But from time to time, the truth will shine upon us. In other words, there'll be a divine comprehension um, about, Hash, about Hash, coming from Hashem and um, something that is something that, you know, the angels can understand and it can come to us. That that comprehension would be compared to daylight. You get that brainstorm. You get the light bulb flashes about an idea of any of these ideas. But, easy come, easy go. Then that light will be concealed. And why is that light concealed? So he says, because of hatfoim, because of nature, and habit. In other words, human beings have a nature. Very simple. We we internalize reality with our five senses. And our five senses are very limited. And we are habituated to that. And they really control the way we think completely. Everything we're thinking about comes from our understanding of the physical reality. And therefore... Even if we get this great, uh, uh, what do you call it? The light bulb goes off and we say, oh, I got a a metaphysical understanding. It's going to be hard to hold on to it because you go back into that physical world and then it's just, you can't hold on to it, so to speak. Okay. Until he goes back into the dark as he was in the beginning. Vinia and it'll be like Kimi, like someone, she barok pam that it's like you get a a, a, a lightning bolt mm-hmm. one after another. While he is in the nightness of the darkness of the night. So this is uh he's saying this is natural. If you get this idea, now where where are these ideas coming from? They're coming from Hashem, obviously. You know, where, where do these brainstorms come from? Hashem gives it to us, and for that moment, you got it, but then when you get back into this reality of life and you deal with physical things, it becomes very hard to grasp that, like, hold on to that idea. 
It could be, it could be. Now, he goes through and lists different levels of this. Now, obviously, this sounds a lot like a form of prophecy. Because prophecy was also something that uh, the way Lutzato explains prophecy, where after preparing and secluding yourself from the world and getting you prepared, then all of a sudden you're gifted that Hashem, so to speak, bonds with you and takes over your your faculties. And then you're experiencing something that's beyond this world, but then the prophecy stops and then everything comes back. And, you know, you remember something, but that full feeling is gone. So is he's not Rambam is not there's a whole debate uh, that scholars have did the Rambam um, feel that he was a a prophet or not now obviously not a prophet prophet but one who experienced a lot of ruach hakodesh so you know <coughs> if that's so but he now he talks about different levels there are certain ones of us the lightning strikes one after another. It's like he's with a light that doesn't stop. Think about this. If it's light night, but thunder keeps, lightning keeps lightning every minute, every second, you're in the light. You're, you're experiencing the light in the darkness. Who thinks he's talking about? Yes. The Yashav Alayla Esla Kayom. Okay, and then the night will come back, but, and then the night really becomes like day. And this level of the highest of the prophets. Asher no Marlo, which is said about him, Hashem said to Moshe, You stand here with me. Okay, means you're only with Hashem. Venemarbar also said when he came down the mountain, Kikoran or Panov, his face illuminated and shined. Okay, so that was always there. Okay, so now the commentaries have a whole discussion about this. You know, what is he really saying? What is the what? What's he saying of, uh, about Moshe Rabbeinu? Now, where did I see it? I saw it somewhere in the commentaries, where it seems almost to contradict himself what he says somewhere else. But it, it seems, well, here it is. He says that. Uh, that about about the about Moshe Rabbeinu, it's he's what is he not saying about Moshe Rabbeinu? He's saying Moshe Rabbeinu is like us in the dark, but he gets a lot of uh, uh, continuous lightning bolts. Now he could have just said Moshe's in the light. He didn't say that. He didn't say he's in the light, which seems to suggest that he was still a human being. That's what he's saying. He was still a human being. Now, it's interesting. There's a lot of discussion, scholarly discussion. So what does that mean? Like, certainly, Rambam has said in one in the one of the principles of faith that he's qualitatively different than any other prophet existed. But from here, at least, it appears that he still has a degree of physicality and he's humanness. And therefore, he's at his core... It's dark, but with the gift that Hashem keeps shooting at him, he's always in the light, but the core is dark, as opposed to saying, no, Moshe was completely in the light. 
So therefore, it, it would appear that what he's saying is he's explaining the very humanness of Moshe. And had he not risen to a level of closeness to Hashem, he would not have been the beneficiary of all those lightning bolts. But since they were so continuous, that made him qual definitely different than everybody else. So that's Moshe Rabbein. Question? Yeah? Is that connected to him actually radiating light? Didn't they say Moshe radiated light? Yeah, because well, Hashem, Hashem keeps hitting him with it. But it, it, it seems it's not something inherently Moshe. In other words, it's not... Yeah, isn't he sort of reflecting from Hashem? That's yeah, the, yeah, it's reflecting from Hashem. But, like Hashem like but, but, it's, but it's not that Hashem has transformed him into light. No. He is still like every human being in the dark, gross physical being. But Hashem keeps shining the light on him continuously that, that it provides light in the darkness. Think about it. It could be 12 o'clock at night. Or like right now. What happens if the lightning shoots every second? It's light as day. Without stop. It's light as day. It'll be light as day, but it's nighttime. There's no sun. There's no sun out there. But it's light as day because the the, thun, the lightning is making the darkness light. So that's what he's saying, that Moshe Rabbeinu still has a degree of darkness as he is a physical being. But the light continues uh, from the uh, lightning. There's others. There's a long time between lightning bolts. Yeah. And that's the level of most of the prophets. Umehem and some Mishiavriglopam Achas Belelo Kulo. One gets one bolt for one whole night. What does that mean? Vimadregas Mishnemar Baham and this Eldod and Maydod. It says Vayisnabu They prophesied it didn't stop. They had it for one 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 certain amount of time. And that was it. Umehem and now in general it can be as a whole continuum. Misha Bain Habrika. You could have in between flashes, hefreshim rabim omaatim, long breaks or short breaks. And then, but then there's another level that he's hinting to. You don't get the light of a bolt of obigeshem tohor zach, but you get an illumination from something very physically pure. Okayotsver similarly mean havonim from stones. You have certain types of gems that can give off some light. It's not like a light, a bolt of lightning, but it's a, a precious stone that gives off light. So that's light, but of a much lower caliber. And even that little bit of light will not shine constantly. Well, the, the, the stone, whatever, that light of a lower level, I can shoot a little bit and then stop as well. It's like when you take a sword and you're brandishing it. So I don't see a brandish a sword around. The metal causes some light to come out. So that, like that. Again, what do you see the Ravens doing already? What's he doing already? He's using parables. He's already using parables. Okay. Fiela and Yonim and 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 
there's, you know, and like there's concepts over here, Yishalfu, Madregas Ashlemim, and there'll be different levels with different people who are, are wholesome. Now there's a whole other category. Amnam, however, Asherloro or Klau, but there are those who have seen no light. They grope in the darkness. And that's what it said by them in Tehillim. They did not know and do not understand. And they go in the darkness. And the truth completely is hidden from them. Im Chozek Heroos for even the smallest ability at all. It's, it's gone. Commotion Emmer Bahem, as it says about them, Vata and now Loro'u Orbo here, they you, they did not see a clear light, which is Hubashokim, which is in the heavens. And who am I talking to about? Vahem Hamon Ha'om. That's the masses. Ain Mavo, Lazachim, Henzah. They have nothing to do with this essay at all. I'm not interested in the masses learning that. Okay, now, so therefore, what's he saying so far? He's saying to get this understanding, you need flashes. You need flashes. It's it's not something that is normal for you. You got to concentrate. Got to work on these ideas. Think about them. And remember, he's given a lot of qualifications. You got to be a pious person. You got to be a tzaddik. Like all kinds of. Of, of characteristics, and you're really trying to search you're out hungry. Hashem. You're really hungry. And you have co- completely sincere desires. But so now when you're working on it, oh, you get a little, get a flash. And now it's able to break through, and you have a little bit of understanding. Okay, so now let's say you're someone like the Rambam, so to speak. Now, let's say you want to teach it to others. And you should know. If one of these complete people, according to his level of perfection, wants to mention, meaning to teach that which he knows to others, he wants to teach these secrets, whether it's by mouth, or it's with the quill by writing, he will not be able to explain even a portion of what he knows. Bear Sholom Kaseder, a complete orderly explanation. Which he would be able to do with other sciences. There are certain sciences, if you know it well, you can give a systematic description of what it is. Right? But not this. Okay? Aval, yes, you know what's going to happen to him when he's teaching? Mm-hmm. You know what's going to be achieved when he teaches others? When he was teaching himself. <laughs> when he was learning himself, he gets a flash that comes, mm-hmm. and then it goes away. It seems that that's the nature of this type of wisdom. Harav knowing a lot, then knowing a little, Kenu, so it is. In other words, just like when the person himself is struggling to come to, to grips with these ideas, and he gets a good idea, but they keep coming and going, keep coming and going. Now he wants to teach it, he's not going to be able to teach as much as what he knows. 
Now, usually, now if it's something else, if you want to teach someone um, algebra, if you really know algebra well, you can pr present in a very logical fashion, and you'll never forget algebra. But we're talking about, you know, metaphysical realities or the physics that connects with the metaphysical realities. This is beyond what a normal human can understand. So he has to have a flash, and that flash comes, and it, it can't stay as strong when the person comes back to his normal seesaws. Again, when, even when you're in that right moment to teach it to others, you're going to experience the same problems. Okay, therefore, and because of all these challenges, Look at all these adjectives of righteousness. When any wise, great wise person, a godly person, a rabbinic person, a master of truth, when he wants to teach something about this, he will not speak it except with metaphors, parables, and riddles. And now the next couple of lines is very tricky, but exact translation is not necessary. He, he describes different types of parables he'll use. And I guess we'll understand better when we get further out of the book. But I mean, if the parable is more related to what the message is, and even different types, and therefore, what about the message? Where's the message of the parable coming? Well, it depends. Sometimes, sometimes it's in the beginning of the parable. Or in the middle of a sofa at the end. And sometimes, the parable, the whole parable is teaching a whole lesson. Sometimes the whole parable, but you only want one part of the parable for the lesson. But you got to say the whole parable. And the, and the less can be somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the beginning, somewhere in the end, but you got to bring the whole parable. Sometimes the whole parable is mamish relating to every every part of the parable relates. Sometimes only part of the parable relates. And that's what he's saying. Berosh uh, in the beginning of the parable, Be'emsa, in the middle of a sofa, or at the end. Yeah, okay, fine, that's what he did. And, and the reason he's doing it in order to teach if it's just one concept, then it's it could be spread about with many different parables that are far apart from each other. And the next couple lines is just explaining different complications of certain parables as which he's doing it. And it could be, you know, one parable explaining two ideas or, or, or a couple parables explaining a couple ideas. And that's what the next couple lines are talking about. So it, the exactness of that, we'd have to go further on the book to see what he's talking about. But anyway, he's saying all different types of parables he's going to have to use. So if you're following Martin, go down to the bottom. And it's, It's like these wise people and who know about this and who follow this, it's like they are like following the will of Hashem. In other words, just as they're compelled to follow the laws of nature, in other words, you have to live with laws of nature. And there's certain laws of nature, you know, you, you may not understand, but you got to stay within those laws of nature. So it could be in these matters, it's also, just like you are forced to live within the laws of nature, you're going to be forced to live in the laws of the metaphysical. 
And this metaphysical reality is not something one can constantly be in. And therefore, it's just not possible to give precise words to what's going on to metaphysical realities. And therefore, it's it's an extremely difficult uh, concept. Okay? So now, let's, uh, Martin, you're looking up to the next page on Shin Nen Beis. Let's just do a little bit more. Hello, Tira. You could see, Ki Hashem Yisalo Zichra, Hashem himself, Ki Shirotza L'sitenu Shlemim, when he wants to give it over to uh, the wholesome people, and he wants to repair society based on the mitzvahs of the Torah. In other words, when God wanted to give us the Torah, when Hashem wants to make mankind be what it's supposed to be, which can only happen with intellectual knowledge. And what's the first of them? The first thing you have to have some comprehension of Hashem. When Hashem wants to give us the Torah, we have to have some comprehension of who He is, according to our needs. Which can only be possible with divine and metaphysical realities. But you can't get to divine metaphysical realities, unless you have some idea of physical realities. And here's the line again. Natural science is on the borderline to divine wisdom. And therefore, it has to kodemeslo, and it has to come first, when you're learning it, Kamoshi's bar, as will be explained, Lufi Shimbazo looks into it. In other words, you first have to know science from a Torah perspective. You gotta know some science, or you're not gonna know metaphysical realities. It's just not possible. Now, you could be told things and you can accept them. As he's gonna say in a minute, yes, I can tell you God created the world. Okay, accept it. You don't know what the heck you're talking about. At all. Not even a touch. Now, if you have no real deep scientific background, you have no idea what that means. You're talking about mass, energy, and things like that. If you don't have any type of knowledge of physics, that must come before divine wisdom. That's a critical point. Okay? And that's why, and we'll stop it here, that's why what's the first story of the Torah? Creation of the world. And what is really the first chapter of Genesis? Mm -hmm. It's physics, divine physics 101. It's true physics. Now, it doesn't seem to be there. It seems to be a very, uh, uh, what are you going to say, a very general story. But what he's going to say tomorrow is, that's already the parables are starting. First chapter, which is divine physics. This is the real MS physics. So if you really wanted to learn physics properly, you'd have to have a Rambam sit down and explain to you the first chapter of Genesis. And Schroeder talked about this. He said, if you go to MIT, there's 50,000 books that are written that they can't even begin to explain the first 36 lines of Genesis. Yes, okay, so that, that's what he's going to say. And that's why God wanted to give us a, 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 a society, a divine society, so we have to know certain things. So we'll stop it at that and we'll continue with these ideas tomorrow.